What? Wait. I'm like, wait. that is like the biggest Do seller. You know why? No. You don't know why? I have no idea. Welcome in to another episode of the KZ Community Beat. I am your host, Ross Martinez. What's going on? In the hot seat this week, I have two people. We It is Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Week here in Peoria. We are having Brian Gorsius, the Board of Trustee and Community Council Chair for Central Illinois for Multiple Sclerosis, and uh, newly diagnosed Nicole Stevens, MS patient, and going to be a victor. I like to put it out that way. So welcome in to the KZ Community Beats. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Yeah, Ross, it's uh, fantastic. Every day above ground's a good day, my friend. You've been watching my stories. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually one of my favorite sayings, any day above ground. Because you know what? Uh, no matter what you go through, that breath you catch, mm-hmm. it's a blessing. Yes, it is. So both of you are patients of multiple sclerosis. That's correct. Yes. Um, I don't know much. We were talking off the mic, and the diseases that hit my family were more cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's. So I'm a little bit more in tune with knowledge of that. But can you give myself and our audience a little bit more knowledge behind what multiple sclerosis is and how it impacts individuals? Sure can. I sure can. Um, So I'm no doctor, but Mm -hmm. I probably have more experience with multiple sclerosis than most of the doctors out there. So (laughs) with that said, I'm going to keep it layman. Um, Multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease that attacks the central nervous system. So if you think about your, our neural net systems in our body, our brain and our spinal cord, there's a protective coating around uh, those parts of our body that uh, is called myelin. myelin. Myelin's a fatty material and what happens and we don't know why yet but the body mutates, the immune system mutates and attacks that myelin sheath exposing the electrical wiring, let's call it electrical wiring for mm-hmm. layman's out there, that uh, uh, exposes the wiring and messages going from the brain to whatever extremity and it can affect every extremity in the body um, every organ in the body uh, so do you lose feeling in your hands or so it's like tingling feelings that's one of the symptoms yeah. one of the many symptoms is numbness and tingling um, fatigue is a big issue with it um, what what issues do you deal with uh, <laughs> well um, so yeah like Brian was saying I mean numbness and tingling um, you know fatigue those are two very like common symptoms that I think most MS patients would deal with but then there's a whole gamut of other symptoms that really start to play so the first symptoms that I ever noticed and really we talk in MS you know communities about like tracing back our symptoms from you know, the first time that we experienced something, but we didn't know what it was at that point. Um, But for me, the first one that stood out that was obvious something was wrong was I woke up one morning, 5 a.m., I will say, the day after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl 2020. (laughs) Hey, hey, how about those Chiefs? Back to back over here. (laughs) That's what keeps her pushing. (laughs) So that's my team. Um, So I was really excited. You know, I stayed up late. I had a couple glasses of red wine. I woke up at 5 a.m. the next morning to go to work. And I was on my way to work. And I realized I just missed a stoplight because I literally could not see it. Um, until afterwards, and so throughout Wait, like, the day, hold, hold on, I'm yeah. so sorry. I, I have to stop you on that. <laughs> like, it, you just didn't recognize it. No, it wasn't there. 
It no. was just not there. Because I'm Blindness not going to. is a symptom of. I'm not going to lie to you. There's times when I'm driving and I'll zone out. Like, you ever have that? Or is that similar? Uh, so this was not a zone out situation. It was that I was paying attention. You know, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to stay awake anyways. But it just, it wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, it was there. And I realized this is a red light. Like, you got to stop, bro. Yeah. Luckily, it was five o'clock in the morning. So I wasn't going to hit anybody. Nobody else was out driving. Not but, I would, yeah. Um, yeah, but the rest of the day, it was just like. I was like, what is going on with my eyesight? I tried to take out my contacts. I cleaned them. Um, I took them out completely, wore my glasses. On my way driving back home, you know, I had been in contact with my optometrist all day. And on my way driving back home, you know, I was seeing these funky shapes in the sky that were almost like hexagonal. Hexagonal. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hexagonal, I think. Yeah, hexagonal. We work um, at radio. We don't know right. words that like, well. We're making it up as we go. Ninety percent of my life. Like hexagons, right? <laughs> that were almost like lit up, um, almost like what you would see in like one of those Matrixy type movies, where like the sky starts to like break apart, and you realize, oh crap, it was all an illusion. Right. Um, so and I had no idea what was going on. It impacts your vision that severely. Every day well, I have vision issues. Any organ in the body. Yeah. Boss, I'm talking blindness, plow, bladder issues, mm -hmm. bowel issues, balance issues, pain, anxiety, insomnia. Tightness. Tightness. Uh, just over the body, all over, just tightness? Well, they have. there's an actual term that we use called the MS hug. And this is not a hug of love. Okay. This is a hug where the muscles between your ribs go into a spasm. Oh. And, I mean, it will take me down to my knees, and I will cry like a little baby. Mm. You can't breathe. You can't You can't do anything. So your body just contracts kind of like a charley horse. Just that one muscle, yeah. yeah. Really? It just makes you feel like you're just tightening up. Um, I have constant, I mean, I told Brian this the other day, I have constant... Um, it feels like I have a blood pressure cuff around my left bicep every day, like mm -hmm. at max pressure. Yeah, really? yeah and crazy. I still have the I have numbness and tingling in my left hand every day. So, not to get off in the weeds too much mm. about myself, but oh, go ahead. Uh, with with all the things that I've been through, and I, I've seen some of the best neurologists in the world up at the Mayo Clinic, and they. Um, my provider here in Peoria uh, in 2001 did a timeline of my health, and I had the typical childhood illnesses, your chicken pox, your measles, and all that good stuff, and then my freshman year in high school, I was very active in sports, and um, I would come home from football practice and literally fall asleep in the plate. Uh, I was always last in line running with all the team and just dragging my butt fighting and thinking this six foot seven 280 pound freshman in <laughs> high school is just a clumsy oaf right yeah uh so my freshman year in high school that i was like i said really sick and run down and falling asleep at the plate and um uh oh Cognitive cognitive difficulties. Mm -hmm. There were another problem with multiple <laughs> sclerosis. Too. I was waiting for it. Right. I thought you paused for dramatic effect. Oh, no, I'm like, no, Ooh, no, you no, got no, my attention, right, right. brother. So you have a good sense of humor about it, though. Thanks. I'll give you that. I, it's all about 
you know, mm -hmm. attitude with when you're dealing with chronic illnesses. So thanks a lot. Yes. That means a lot to hear that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just, I don't know too much of your story. Hopefully we get into it more in, right? in the entire podcast. But anybody that goes through trauma, like I, I have personal trauma and I use humor to deter a lot right. of the pain or the anxiety right. that it can bring on. Cause I mean, having the entire contraction and feeling like you can't catch your breath. I've had anxiety attacks where I can't catch your breath and I'm trying to fixate on something to alleviate it. But to think about multiple sclerosis, this is something you deal with day in, day out. This isn't something that's just, you know, 24 7, 365, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So back to my story, Ross. Um, Playing sports and getting run down. Of course, I was injured during a, a football game and speared in the lower back. Mm. We went to the back doctor the next morning. He said, yeah, your back's is swollen, but every lymph node in your body is swollen the size of a golf ball. Go see an oncologist, right? So I went and see an oncologist. They start doing blood workups and tests and biopsies, and it comes back as a mono-like infection. Well, fast forward to 2022, thanks to the research of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society and 10 million blood samples from the United States military, we know that the Epstein-Barr virus, which is the monovirus, monovirus okay. just may be the trigger to multiple sclerosis. So, with that said, the thought process is, if we can create a vaccine for the Epstein-Barr virus which now 97% of the population's had that virus go through it. That doesn't mean they're going to get multiple sclerosis. There's some other variables that we're still trying to dig into. More science. More science, man. It's all about the science when it comes to cures. Yeah. Right. How did you feel in that moment where, you know, you were diagnosed? <laughs> well, I was familiar with it because I had a cousin with multiple sclerosis. Is it hereditary? Well, there's there's another question. For years and years and years, they said it wasn't hereditary. But uh, Nicole and I both have members in our group that a brother, a sister, a mother all have multiple sclerosis. A full family. In the same family. And this is occurrences more and more and more. Now, the more people we can pull data from, the more we know about the prevalence of multiple sclerosis. Huh. That is interesting when you think about it, because science is ever-evolving. Like, I'm not a scientist, nor I try to play one, maybe in a video game. But it's like, I know everything research with cancer has drastically changed within the last 15 years. So when was the big shift with multiple sclerosis when it comes to science and medical examination? Was it like 10, 15 years also? About 15 years ago. And what was the big change? Were they with this? with the it's technology. It's how we're evolving. Think about the uh, mRNA platform that our COVID vaccine was developed on. Mm -hmm. That platform's been around for a long time. But since we fast-tracked all that research with the, uh, with the COVID virus, we know now there are so many more possibilities with this platform. Hmm. Now, Nicole, when it comes to your story... Mm -hmm. After you're driving through this light, you're starting to see the hexagons and all that. Yeah. What's the next following steps for you? Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, it, it was that month of my life was like the scariest thing ever because I had no idea, right, what was going on. And so, you know, I went to my optometrist that night. The optometrist 
sent me through a gamut of of these tests and these screenings and things like that. It took me like an hour and a half after the optometrist closed, this poor guy. And he was the one that was like, everything looks good in your eyes. There's something wrong in your brain and you need to go to the emergency department now, which is the most terrifying thing that you ever hear. Something's wrong with your brain. Go to the emergency department. I don't want to do that. I think yeah. my husband, I mean, God love him. And I'm not going to say his name so the cops don't come and get him. But he was going 100 miles down 74. Uh, I think you're good on that. <laughs> Trying to get I'll, 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 I'll tell the deputy the you're fine. Right? I'm like, Sorry, guys. It was um, to save your life. Right? <laughs> right? But I mean, over the next five days, I think I went through, you know, every test that they possibly could do. I mean, I'm sure Brian has been through the same ones, uh, you know, five or six MRIs. Um, multiple different MRIs, different, you know, cuts and slices of the brain to look at. Um, how many lumbar punctures have you been through? Because more than <laughs> I want to go through ever again. Um, and unfortunately, within that first five days that I was in the hospital, they didn't have any news for me because where so when you when you look at the brain when you have an ms flare-up you're going to see lesions light up all over your brain um of just lesions are cuts right it's like damage and inflammation so like and if you get hit so, in a so bruise you can think of it like this ross you get a, you get a cut on your hand mm -hmm. you're out in the yard you're sweating and it gets red and flustered fuss <laughs> yep. Flush. That, yeah. That's the word. And uh, flustered and uh, uh, swells up. You know, uh, you, you you can cool down and, and that kind of subsides a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing happens on the inside of the body when our core temperatures rise. Mm -hmm. We have all these lesions, these cuts, these scarring. Okay? okay. And then when our core temperatures rise, those become inflamed, which we start to present. Our symptoms exacerbate at that time. The huh. disease process doesn't do anything, but you might you might see me starting to slur my speech, sound like a drunk sailor, or my balance issues come off, or my pain and whatever increases. Everything's just magnified it's whenever just you have magnified. the the flare up. We can we, we yeah. one of our tools in our toolbox is cooling vests. If you ever see me out on the streets in the middle of summer, you might think I have a bulletproof vest on, when in fact that's about 40 pounds of ice I'm wearing on my body. So cooling helps you a lot. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. At the same time, that can work against us too. How so? Well, uh, just think of it as those contracting so much, your cooler temperatures getting cold. You're getting a shiver, right? You start to shiver. Um. Well, that muscle's spasming. So when I get cold, that MS hug, yeah. That's when it happens with me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So so there are like common denominators between multiple patients, but it, it varies between it's, case. It's, 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 I've got friends that run five miles a day, Ross, and I've got friends that are totally bedridden. Yeah. And that's what I think wow. has been so difficult, you know, in the process of MS becoming more prevalent within society, that it presents different in every single person. So if you come to a council meeting for the MS Society and you see, you know, all of us there who have been diagnosed, or if you come out to walk MS and you see everybody that has been diagnosed. Come out to walk MS. <laughs> um, we'll be April there, actually. 23rd, yeah, yeah, April 23rd. April 23rd. It's going to be amazing for us to see it's that. Gonna it's going to be awesome. And, but you will not see somebody who looks the same or has the exact same symptoms. We might share common ones with each other, but we're not going to, like, there's no other MS patient like me. Right. 
I am a unique MS patient apart from everybody else. You know what's intriguing, just pointed out, as you said, you kind of had a little smirk when you said that, which like is it. very interesting. Because <laughs> I, like like, it. hey, this is a badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> be diagnosed yeah. With multiple no, but like on the outside looking in, right? Yeah. I just see you talking about all the negative, negative, and then you hit me with a. Uh, well, there's nobody like me. And you say with the smirk, like, it's I'm true. a unique case. Right. And I mean, when you think about it, maybe this is just an epiphany that I'm having right now. But it's like when you think about it, when you're looking at a chronic lifelong um, illness that you're going to be dealing with, you look at others as benchmarks. You look at others. And, and I will say this because he won't mind. Um, so my husband is a recovering alcoholic, 13 years sober. Um, Congratulations. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yes, I'm very proud of him. He's We're very... still not going to use your name. <laughs> What's um, up, hubby? And I will tell you, I, him and I had the conversation because we know that, you know, addiction is an illness as well. We had mm-hmm. that conversation about what it looks like, um, you know, to have addiction and what it looks like to have a chronic illness such as MS. And I pointed out to him last year during Walk MS, which was my first year of being there. Um, when we left, he was like, how did you feel being surrounded by everybody? And I said, I'm scared. I'm scared because Why? for if we were going to an Alcoholics Anonymous um, walk or something like that, you see what you can be. You know, if you're one day sober and you see somebody that's 13 years sober, oh. you're like, I can do that. I got it. But when it's a new MS patient and they see somebody who has, you know, 13 years with the mess or 30 years with the mess. It's like, that's where I'm going. And it's not always necessary, like the positive light. So when I, I guess when I sit here and I think about it, I am original. I am unique. And Brian's story is not necessarily my story. Nope. And my story is not Brian's story. And so I think it's something that's important for somebody who is brand new diagnosed to understand that your journey is all original to you just because somebody else might be might be bedridden they might be in a wheelchair that doesn't mean that you are now i might not have my sight in 10 years but that doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to right so it while it's like scary because you never know the outcome it's unknown it's also really empowering to know that you're paving the way and you're a pioneer. Every single person with a mess is a pioneer. That's now, right. We're all a voice. Mm-hmm. Now, not to dig too much, but I oh, I grew up watching Oprah, so I'm a dig. Um, Come on. <laughs> Do we get a car? Do we get a car? <laughs> you get a candy bar. Right. <laughs> I'll take your vending machine on my dime, brother. I'll expense it also. Um, we talked about the physical aspect of it, right? The the MS hug, the the shakes, the tingles, the vision, right? The the physical, the pain, all of it. What about the mental aspect? I mean, <laughs> you just said something that I I struggle with anxiety. Like I'm not gonna lie, I, I have high functioning anxiety where I overthink things, I overthink the unknown. If my body's feeling weird, sometimes I can spiral. But you said that very blank stare, whereas. In 10 years, I may not have my eyesight. Mm-hmm. How do you process that daily? How are you processing it today? Today. Oh, today. Boy. Actually, I think that's today. the better question. I would say this hour? I this think, hour? <laughs> I mean, we were downstairs riding up the elevator to, together, and we both said, like, today is a day yeah. <laughs> for both yeah. of us. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a lot wow. of stress, a lot of anxiety. Of course, we're gearing up for MS Awareness Week, mm-hmm. uh, where you've got the council just got off the ground. We've got so much engagement going on on every level, and and for me, that's that's my therapy. 
because you're showing its impact that you can it, see. It's my, I can I can tell my story with tears in my eyes and with conviction and passion and know that I am making a difference. Because when you called me, man, I could hear the passion in your voice. <laughs> I was like, oh, this brother's charismatic. He's very passionate. He's like, Ross, I got to talk to you. I'm like, all right, what do you need? Like, let's talk. But the mental aspect of not knowing... Like you said, you go to an AA meeting, you can see the 10, 20 years recovery. You can see them not afflicted with their addiction. With MS, it's like, yo, I may be there. Yeah. You may wake up and have a new symptom that you never had before. And -hmm. it can happen literally in a snap. Yep. Blink of an eye. Um, Well, and, and... you know, kind of going along with the mental aspect, something that we haven't talked about is the exorbitant amount that stress plays a factor into every single symptom that we have on a regular basis. So the times when you see us stressed out, you know, if I'm like Christmas, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I have to physically like sit down like maybe once an hour and just take a moment to breathe. breathe. Um, to keep myself from, from completely, you know, flaring up and landing myself in a hospital or getting stuck on steroids or something ridiculous like right. that. Um, and just that stress level can completely yeah. overwhelm us. And then, you know, too, the, the, the pharmaceuticals mm. that are prescribed. They have their side effects. <laughs> they have those, those are direct effects. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't happen unless we took them. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat the cheeseburger, you know what's happening to right. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's... Man, I got to think about that. That's just... It's a lot. It's a lot to chew on. So how about this? Somebody that is brand new to multiple sclerosis that has a loved one, somebody they care about has just been diagnosed. What's some good advice for them to get? Like how, how can they help someone that's going through it? You reach out to the number one organization for information and resources. That easy. That's the National <laughs> Multiple Sclerosis Society. Bottom line. So how, how do you advise somebody on the outside looking in to help someone that's going through the anxiety with the physical aspect? Like what's some... I'm at home. I got my girlfriend. She's diagnosed. She's having anxiety. She's everything's amplified. How can I bring peace to her in that moment? Silence is always good. I mean, if Silence. ambient noise, Ross just drives me crazy. I will. I will. Loud noises. Lots of people talking. Lots of commotion. You can't understand what you're. T- That's no. I can't process all that. My, those little white spots are lightening up at this point saying no yeah. that doesn't work <laughs> so step, take a step back right and so you just gotta you gotta chill out and of course the doctor will tell you here's some more pharmaceuticals for you you know um, medical cannabis huge <laughs> huge tool in the toolbox does that really like what's the it just helps deal with the pain pain anxiety mm. insomnia uh, oh you guys have insomnia oh anxiety. yeah anxiety Oh my gosh, yeah. Ross, it's it's phenomenal. You know, when you, when your body has an endocannabinoid system that we were born with, why in the hell aren't we feeding those cannabinoids back into our body instead of eliminating them? 
Uh-huh. We're meant to have those in our body. I mean, you know, now my, we're not meant to be stoned, hiring hippies walking around on the streets. Don't get me wrong. Look, man. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all for having good right, fun. Right? That's a horse of a different color. Whatever you <laughs> want to do in your time. <laughs> we don't judge. We call medicine. We call, we call medicine. Yeah, <laughs> organic, uh, <laughs> holistic, whatever you want to classify it. But it is a tool that uh, if you go sure. to any support group. Uh, look on social media at their or MS Connections or anything like that. Somebody's saying I'm dealing with pain. Cannabis, 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 CBD, cannabis, 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 cannabis. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Yeah. And there's studies out right now. There's research opportunities, you know, to see how it affects symptoms, how it affects relapses, how yes. it affects those lesions. Um, you know, so... Are there different strains that are more beneficial for different patients? Don't like get off yeah, the weeds with this. Man. <laughs> <laughs> just, you pick, we don't, we don't have enough. We don't you pick my brain. <laughs> as far as <clears throat> quantifiable, yeah, you know everything's anecdotal with cannabis. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to figure it out for yourselves. You know, you can't. It, bud tenders are great. Bud tenders are great. Yeah. Hey, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I but, love the but, butt you know I mean? I'm going to have to have a little bit more than this is the one I tried last week. It was really good, buddy. Keep you it know? going, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this looks good. So, you know, to, to say that specifically, we, we, we know the sativas are your more uplifting, right? Mm-hmm. And your, your uh, Indica. indicas are... How do you know about that? Those indicas are... <laughs> I work in hip-hop radio. Wink. That's legal. My boss don't care. Anyways. <laughs> if this is the line that I cross that gets me in trouble, right. you'd be surprised the other lines I've crossed. <laughs> Actually, in my interview for this position, I told the big boss here and my boss, I said, just to let you know, I'm a habitual line stepper. And they're like, what? I said, look, if I don't know what the line is, I'm going to step on it, but then respectfully. Just to right. see. And I got hired. Is so. it actually <laughs> the line or is the line somewhere else? Yeah. It's always movable for me. Right. You know right. Right. They always speak of gray. Line, right? you know, and it's not on top of my head. So. <laughs> Charisma lets me get away with a lot. You know what exactly. I mean, brother? So what are some stories of individuals that you have come across that have multiple sclerosis, but they are doing amazing things or like they're just they're inspirational i mean i will tell you that now when i was um, when i first heard that it was a possibility that i could have ms it was kind of a freak out moment because the only person that i knew at that point well i knew two people but the main one was my college roommate's mother mm-hmm. and she was wheelchair bound since I was 20, which now we're not going to talk about how old I am, but, yeah, of course. Um, you know, it kind of, it kind of freaked me out. I mean, I had that moment of like, Oh my God. Um, but, um, you know, I met Brian on a fluke and I have to say that, you know, it's great to see how vibrant Brian is. I've known him now for about a year and it's great to see like how vibrant he is and he doesn't allow anything to get him down. Like I've seen him when he's had bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him, you know, just all over the place and and being able to see that and be like okay this is somebody who has because for everybody who can't see us if you looked at me you would have no idea none now you know i love you but if you look at brian you're gonna know 
Something's wrong. Something. <laughs> yeah, you're going to know something. I thought you busted um, your knee, bro. I'm not going to lie. Brian's got the ballerist of... I, I, what do we want to call it? What do you call it? Support well, system. No, no, no. No, no, way, no, man. no, no. My, awesome. my MS community is my support system. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is an assistive device. We're referring to my rollator. That is the rollator from hell. This is not a government <laughs> issue rollator. This is an old rollator that will take you off road if you want to go off road. It's awesome. <laughs> the dark humor in me just sees you going up and down hills and cliffs just with it like, oh yeah, this is there the day. Go, Let's man. have fun. <laughs> so, what's your support system look like in general? What's my support system? It's my community. I mean, I do everything I possibly can uh, to pull. Programs and services to serve EMS patients. Uh, I know how scary it can be. Um, I was in some really dark spots for a really long time, and um, it was when I when it went. <laughs> so many stories are so long, Ross. Uh, so we ain't got another time, brother. We, we got <laughs> well then. <laughs> Hit the pause button. For that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean my my story. Uh, I, I I started out giving back once I was diagnosed as a research participant with the University of Illinois Department of Kinesiology and Bradley University Physical Therapy Department. Several studies with both universities, and then. Uh, my disease progressed and pharmaceuticals were increased. Uh, quality of life was going downhill very rapidly. I was up to 23 various pharmaceuticals daily, including weekly IV steroids and disease-modifying therapies that were injected into my body three times a week by myself. That's got to take even massive toll on you with multiple sclerosis. Oh, uh-huh. my quality of life was 18, 20 hours a day in bed. I was struggling to get up to go to the bathroom. And here you are, bright eye, brushy tail, with a big smile, just enthusiasm, <laughs> charisma. You're just <laughs> laughing through it, man. You're laughing through the pain of it. Uh, well, yeah, that's a lot of it. Um, attitude, 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 attitude. You can't have enough positive attitude in this world. We get beat down every turn we take. And- How'd you dig yourself out of that dark period? It was an act of God, Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so check this out. I was living in uh, Oklahoma City at the time, working for Touch Tunes Music Corporation as a regional sales manager. And I'm sure all of you out there have put a dollar or two in a Touch Tunes jukebox. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, my MS took that career away from me. And uh, I had to leave that and um, come back home. To Peoria, where I was born and raised. But uh, when I say it's an act of God to flip the switch for me, uh, our home was destroyed in 2013 by the F4 tornado that went through Washington, Illinois. And like I was saying, I was in a really dark spot at that time, and my I would spend all day, 18, 20 hours a day in bed, um, struggling to eat, struggling to go to the bathroom. And when that tornado came through, my significant other, Cindy, she was at work at the Times, works at Unity Point in Labor and Delivery. She gets to see all the babies as shout when they first to her. come out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Cindy. Love you, babe. And, uh, he got himself an extra home cooker. Right, right, right. <laughs> so 
Uh, where was I? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the tornado. Tornado. Tornado came through Washington and rocked our world. Our whole lives were torn, torn, thrown all over the yard. Uh, I was putting on my boots in the back room, looking to the east, beautiful blue skies that morning. Start coming down the hall, and I'm hearing all this thumping against the house. I get to the front room, and the the bay window, our front window, bows in about a foot and a half, and then gets sucked back out and comes back in again. Wind comes in, the roof gets blown off, I'm picked up, thrown around on the inside of the house. When the dust settles, I'm laying on my back looking up at the skies in the hallway of our home. Holy shit. Holy shit's right, Ross. <laughs> and then so, you know, it's like, what the hell just happened? You know, what the hell just happened? And so I was able to stick my head out the window and all the debris was up against the front of the house and you can't couldn't get out I had to wait for people to come and dig me out but uh, the next morning a man in a yellow safety vest comes walking onto our property and he says it looks like you folks can use a little help here and it's like where in the hell do we start and he said well, we'll have a crew here in the morning don't worry about anything and Ross it wasn't five guys it wasn't ten guys it was a hundred people Men, women, child, children, gloves, buckets, goggles, going shoulder to shoulder across our 10 acres of land, picking up the pieces of our lives. Now, over the next several months, those hundred turned into thousands. Over the years, probably 5,000 people came, various organizations. Uh, every denominational organization was there except for the atheist. Imagine that. <laughs> but, you know... God loves them all. Yeah. So, right? And each <laughs> yeah. one of those organizations, I mean, we worked shoulder to shoulder. I was on my hands and knees operating a chainsaw with multiple sclerosis, folks. And yeah. the volunteers were stacking the logs that I was cutting up. Um, each one of those organizations presented us with the Bible. They all prayed with us, and they all told me. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what my ability is, not my disability, but what my ability is, as long as I'm serving my fellow man, I'm in the right spot. Huh. And ever since then, Ross, that was the, the switch that flipped the light on for me that told me every power that I have, every knowledge that I have been exposed to over all the years of my life, I need to help my community. That's and that's the best damn therapy I've ever had. I, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew your brain. Yeah, I mean, we all know people that have been through a lot. We all have experienced a lot. And it is very easy, extremely easy to get into the rut and just have your back against the wall. Just like, man, when can I catch a break? I mean, for someone who you're in high school, you get a bad hit, multiple sclerosis. You're living with that from high school. Yep. All these That's 16, symptoms. 17. All in and out of my life. All That's young. Right? We're not going to say your age, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> it's okay. But it's you, okay. you're driving to work after the Super Bowl win, after one of the happiest moments as a fan, right? You're playing football. you got your whole life ahead of you. You're experiencing a big high as a fanatic of the Chiefs. And in these two moments, you're presented with chaos. And I had actually just gotten a huge promotion about three weeks before that. 
Huge promotion. So you're riding on a high also. Total high. Top, I mean, I was under stress, let's be real, right. because big promotions come big responsibilities, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiple sclerosis waits for no one. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I, just the story of seeing a community just be supportive. Nowadays, that's not something you see. You know, we're starting to see it more and more. Peoria, like I'm, I'm almost a year in town now, and I'm starting to see the heart of Peoria. There's so many people that are willing just to give back. But unless you're in that experience, it's hard to really understand how it feels. That's right. That's right. So you have a community rally against you, and it empowers you to have faith again. Absolutely. Right? Nicole, did you have a moment like that? Or you just start feeling the community supporting you behind you? Or is it still something um, you're tr experiencing? You know, I, obviously, and, you know, meeting Brian and, and coming into the fold of the National MS Society Community Council here in Peoria obviously was very beneficial to me. Um, it was it was a tumultuous moments for me. I mean, yeah, because, again, that was February 2020 when I... Recently. Well, and think about what happened a month later. Right. So we're sitting there. You I can't didn't go have, to the doctors. I didn't have a diagnosis in February of 2020. <laughs> That's right. They didn't know that I had MS at the time because of how my lesions were presenting. They were not normal for MS. Um, and so I was sent home um, late February um, with the... You know, and I had been staying in the hospital for five days and come home for three days. And then I was back in for seven days. And then I was sent home and they were said, until there's something else, we're just going to let it be. So we had no idea. We don't know if this Which is, can drive you crazy. It can drive you That's crazy. That's the worst part and about it. three Not weeks knowing. later, the whole world shuts down. Yeah. I can't go see a doctor. My husband, and I will say, his name is Adam. He's the best in the world. She says she wasn't, but then she Bless did. Bless your Adam. Adam. <laughs> um, so Adam is freaking out because he is he is my support system. He is my rock. He has been there. Like, he stayed at the hospital with me every moment. Um, you know, he took off work to stay with me. Like, the man is a saint. Um and he was freaking out through the entire shutdown of the world because he's like, I don't know what my wife has. I don't want anybody to come near her because if she's got an autoimmune disease that we yeah. don't know what's going on, what can it do to her health? And and I couldn't see a doctor. Um, and then when I was finally diagnosed was a year later in May of 2021. And um, I, I ended up... Year. A full year. of dealing with COVID. I was in... And this is actually something that Brian doesn't know. He might know. I'm not sure. Um, Brian and I have had lots of conversations about <laughs> life and stuff like that. But um, that's what we do. I know, right? We have to support each other. Of course. Um, and this is something that you know. This is my story, and this is personal. And we talked about you know how personal do we want to get? And I will get personal on this because I think it's something that needs to be out there. Um, but when when I first had you know my eye situation, whatever, my husband and I were trying to have a baby. Um, and that is not a fun thing to like be doing that and you know struggling with that, and then well, going a into a diagnosis. Oh, that's yeah. totally fun! But um, <laughs> shout out to I, you, Adam. 
<laughs> but I love you both so much. You <laughs> this guys is why we just, get along. I so love well. this. This is oh, um, man. You but, take me through a roller coaster emotions right now. But anyways, <laughs> so the fun aside. But, the, the fun aside, you know. But and and all fun and, and good times and everything like that aside, it was not happening for us. And um and that's you know I I am not able to. And and that's a process that I was going through in my own. But then in May of 2021, you know, I'm starting to have tingles in my fingers and numbness. And it starts working its way up my arm. And one morning I wake up and my entire side of my face is just kind of like not feeling anything. I start drooling out of my mouth. And I have to go into the emergency room and they think that I'm having a stroke. Thank God I wasn't. It was just a mess. But, <laughs> um, and that was, I mean, just that's it. Just it. Um, but that was, that was the moment where the doctors were saying, you know, this is an, another lumbar puncture. And they said, definitively, like, this is where you're at. You have MS. So now let's talk about treatment. Brian's talked about DMTs. Disease modifying um, therapies. Exactly. And there's a lot of different ones out there. And so I started on one that was supposedly safe for, you know, trying to get pregnant and things like that. And it was stabbing myself in the stomach with, you know, a needle three times a week or four times a week, depending on when I started it. Um, and it was just, you know, going through the process of realizing, okay, I have MS and this is what I'm literally doing for the rest of my life is I'm going to be giving myself an injection um, that is not fun. And I'm going to be dealing with shakes and all of this stuff. But then I'm also going through this process um, within a woman's life of realizing, hey, you know, your life is already going to look different. You don't know how it's going to look, but you also are not going to be able to have a kid as well, which funnily enough, we're going to be talking about uh, fertility. Um, February 25th. And MS this Saturday at the Illinois Neurological Institute's MS Symposium. Um, and actually my doctor, Dr. Frenata, will be discussing that, um, which is really interesting. But that yeah. is something that, you know, is out there. And, and I guess the reason why I want to share it is I don't want any woman who is dealing with MS and maybe going through infertility or struggling with fertility um, or even just struggling with the possibility of having MS and then giving birth to children and having to run around and chase them when you're so tired. Yeah. Like, girl, it's real. Like, I get it. I and and so processing through all of that is, mm -hmm. it's tough, man. We got time. It's tough. So. I'm an open book. My, my question is, does MS immediately, I mean, thank you so much for sharing. I oh, mean, yeah. both you guys, um, thank you. Because this is. Someone that's outside that has not had any yeah anything to do with you MS. don't know MS until you have MS. That's our uh, saying in this world. It's like a proud <laughs> hashtag that you don't want to put up. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll use that for MS awareness. <laughs> <laughs> proud, but still. <laughs> um, does MS directly impact fertility? Can I mean it's it's an organ, right? It can. I don't really know too much about it. Yeah. But Come I will to the tell But you know, there are and and I am on a different DMT now. Um and that is something that is a personal choice that I have decided to go with. Um because I do want to try and like keep any additional flare ups, symptoms. I wanna slow this progression. Um, so that is a personal choice. Now, there are a ton of MS patients out there that choose not to do DMTs for whatever personal reasons. And that is totally cool, too. Yeah. Um, there's a 
there's a lot out there. I mean, there's a lot of us that are on muscle relaxers, um, anxiety. Benzos, opiates. Yes, lots of opiates. <laughs> the, and the big pills. three, the big three. I mean, <laughs> just messes across the board. But when I was looking at that, those DMTs, the first one was acceptable when you're trying to get pregnant. You can still use this up until pregnancy. Mm. The one that I've decided to be on now is it's easier on my body because the first one made me feel like I had the flu every other day. Um, oh, fever, aches, body pains. It was miserable. miserable. And that was during COVID. So yeah, I literally so had mind. to tell my employer every day, hey, I have a fever, but it's okay. It's not COVID. I'm taking it's medicine. Different. <laughs> Where's your mask? Um, well. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, and so I decided to change uh, it up for quality of life. Yes. Oh, and so now it is, it's a one month infusion for an hour. And, but the side effect, it, well, not really a side effect, but I cannot get pregnant. Like I can't try. We can't do that. Really? It would be unsafe. Sorry, Adam. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we still get to have the fun. Oh, 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 that's right. That's right. The fun right, doesn't right, go away. Right, all right. All right. <laughs> I love the disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast is we may have some spicy conversations, <laughs> <laughs> but enjoy. <laughs> so, have there been studies of women that are pregnant while also experiencing MS? Yeah. Like how how is that on the female body, dude? I, I can't stuff. speak of that. Brian can't speak, but um, <laughs> and I've never been pregnant, as we know. But um, actually, Dr. Fernanda, who is brilliant, um, when I told her that I was, you know, that we were trying to get pregnant and stuff like that, um, she let me know. And again, I'm not a doctor, but she let me know. There are studies that have shown women who get pregnant go into like this, like perfect world of MS where they don't relapse when they're pregnant. What? Wait, I'm like, wait. that is like the biggest seller. No. You don't know why? I have no idea. So and I'm like, why can't I get pregnant? Of course, Brian. I know. I know. I'm not a girl. Just a little bit. And then, then you know, clinically. He's read I, a book. No, I don't know <laughs> any Clinically, of I might be way off on this. So when a woman's pregnant, mm -hmm. her whole body's going through this change. A metamorphosis. A metamorphosis. Oh, my God. It's a beautiful thing that happens. But. At the same time, the body's immune system amplifies itself to protect that baby. So It's like self-regulation. Pretty much. Pretty much. The body knows. Huh. The so body wouldn't knows. it be wonderful if science could just figure out how a woman's body does that? Now, there are there are the opposite effects when after she has birth. Unfortunately, a lot of women have massive relapses after giving birth, right. which is unfortunate. But have there been any studies that show that it's like a baby's born with MS? I don't know enough about that. Uh, I couldn't too, say. too early to tell. We are too getting, uh, in fact, we've got a program going on uh, right now for uh, uh, juvenile multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. So what's the earliest like confirmed case that we know of? Well, we actually have uh, uh, one of our trustees in the greater Illinois market um, was one of the youngest people ever diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and I think she was seven years old. Seven years old. We know that it starts early on. So here's my synopsis of this well it's not I don't know what the right word is but so 
I was going somewhere with That's this, okay. and I lost it. It's okay. <laughs> we'll blame it on multiple sclerosis. Well, I <laughs> That's 100% what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, where was I going with The synopsis of where it starts early on, seven-year-old. Okay. So for adults mm-hmm. to go to a doctor and explain the symptoms they're having to a doctor is very difficult. Very, very difficult. So for a child to explain those symptoms and have a doctor recognize the possibility this could be more than a childhood illness, right? Mm -hmm. That's where the National MS Society comes in big and bold. How so? Number one educator out there about multiple sclerosis. Number one funder of research for multiple sclerosis. We have 380 projects currently going worldwide. I get hit all the time. Fundraising, you know, hey, 20 bucks, come on, come on. (laughs) Does the money stay here in Illinois? And I look them square in the eye and I say, does multiple sclerosis stay in Illinois? And it's I, a good comeback. You know, you know what I'm saying? Comeback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that said, you've got 13 research projects right here in the state of Illinois that are funded by the National Multiple Sclerosis Society with various colleges and universities and hospitals. Why is that? We have a program that is a uh, set up through legislation from our... MS Activist Network, which is over 40,000 strong, we have a lottery ticket. Every spring, we have a lottery ticket that comes out, happens to come out during MS Awareness Week. Hmm. And all the funds generated from the sale of that lottery ticket have to be spent on research in the state of Illinois. We're the only state in the nation that does this, Ross. Just full force into the research. 100% 100% in Illinois. So when the money, when they, when I get asked, does the money stay in Illinois, I say, hell yes, it stays in Illinois. <laughs> How do you think I get this fancy rollator? <laughs> <laughs> so the more people we can let them know that the National MS Society is here to provide programs, research, support, and advocacy for their journey on multiple sclerosis, the more of those research resources are going to come into central Illinois. Mm. That's where community councils come into play big time. Because our whole, we are the boots on the ground for the National Multiple Sclerosis. Or the wheels. Or the wheels. Or the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> so we spoke of education and we touched on some of the things that you guys do there. What are some other programs you guys offer? Well, uh, we have. Support groups, we're, we're wanting to expand our support groups. We want to, uh, part of our strategic plan is to focus our resources on the underserved communities, our black, our brown, our LBGTQ, AI+, our veterans. We want to ins- build support groups in all those demographics. And at the same time, we want all those demographics to come to one support group. You know what I mean? (laughs) So the thought process is we're going to have all these different variations of support groups. And then once a year, we'll bring them all into one place and have a big... Yeah, a little party. (laughs) Right, right? I like it, man. So 
we do have an event coming up in April, right? Yeah, That's what we're we going to do. Yeah. So let's talk about this event uh, before we get to the wrap of the podcast. Yeah. Believe it or not, we've been here for about an hour now. See how quick that goes? Mm-hmm. Um, so the event on April 24th? April 23rd. 23rd. Oh, I was one off. So close. April 23rd, 2023, we are doing a walk for multiple sclerosis. Walk MS Peoria 2023 be held at Junction City Shopping Center. The festival site will open up at noon. The walk starts at 1. We're going to have KZ 102.3 there, live <laughs> on the scene, pumping out the tunes and rallying the troops. Free plug, free plug. Free plug, free plug. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll have uh, food, we'll have information. It, it, this is our day of celebration. Bottom line, it's your Super just, Bowl, pun intended. It's the Super I mean, Bowl, right? right? <laughs> I'm on for I mean, there, there, there are so many happy tears flowing. It's mm-hmm. just unbelievable, and 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 I walk away at the end of the day just exhausted. The good type of exhaustion. Oh yeah, oh yeah, just so much love. There's just so much love. What's what really sets you on fire with just helping? Like why? 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 Well, when you're have MS, you want to do something about it. And I've been through my careers in life. I, I've, 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 I've learned a lot of marketing skills, and I know how to uh, promote a brand. And when it comes to multiple sclerosis, the best brand out there is the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. So I'm really, really proud. To be representing them in the capacity that I do. I know all the tools, almost all the tools in the toolbox. I'm getting a little uh, bandwidth issues because I want to do it all, Ross. I want to do it all. There's so much to do. There's so much. So much awareness, so many eyes. And that's why we're so, so blessed to uh, have the community council and We've got providers from Unity Point Health, from Heartland Health Services, from Severa Health, from Bradley University, from UCOMP. Uh, Springfield Clinic. Springfield Clinic, our newest friends in town. Friends bringing, of the show. Bringing, bringing <laughs> neurology in uh, uh, and an infusion center, so we have another option. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have partners in care. Illinois Neurological Institute is a certified MS care center, which is there's a lot of boxes they have to check in order to meet that standard. And uh, we, two, three doctors in their clinic are all partners in our care, which have, you know, usually had their fellowships touched by the National MS Society, one way or another. So, say so everybody involved is giving back. Yeah, and if they don't, I need to know. About it. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't, we'll get them in touch with Brian. He'll, he'll, he'll get them there. So, Nicole, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, like you said a couple times in this interview, where, you know, oh, he may not know this. Oh, I'll open up. What do you want people to get from your story? You're newly diagnosed. This is, you take me through some of the trauma of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say I just, I want people to know MS is not. A life like it doesn't have to change your life you can change MS by giving back by getting involved by donating by doing the walks you can you can do all of these things um, and that really honestly I felt alone for probably the first year of my diagnosis but there are so many and we really just had a, a conversation about this three weeks ago about how many people within the central Illinois area are actually 
already diagnosed and have seen a provider that at least, or yeah. have somehow gotten in touch with the National MS Society. Right. Um, and there is more than I thought. Right. So we have 22,000 constituents here in the state of Illinois that are registered with the National MS Society. 22,000. Ross, that number's double because not all of them are registered yeah. with the National MS Society. So that's where we're going to come into play again as far as bringing the awareness, guys. You need a ramp. We want to help you get that ramp. We yeah. have funds to put that ramp in your mm -hmm. home. You know, so Absolutely. you need help with your drug costs. We can help with those drug costs. Oh, gosh, you yes. Know? If you have questions, and this is a big thing for me, because I will tell you, I work at Heartland Health Services. Shameless plug. They're friends somewhere. Did we miss ads. anybody yet? Did we miss <laughs> anybody? <laughs> um, guys. I'll tell you I, that. <laughs> I did. Um, I work um, within our community outreach department, and I, I help um, those who are uninsured or underinsured um, be able to solidify health coverage every day. Is what I is what I do, and so a big passion of mine is that insurance, health insurance with MS is a beast to deal with. Um, and Na National MS Society helps. They have navigators that help you navigate what that insurance looks like and what those medical costs are going to be. And, and that's a big passion for me is, you know, making sure that people know you don't have to be, you know, under this weight of monetary investment into your health for MS. Like right. Nobody should have to go broke no. if you get a chronic disease. And it, it's an Nobody. expensive one yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, a, but, a DMT average cost, hundred. Fifty thousand a year. Mm. I mean, I will tell you, it's fifteen thousand for me a month. A month. Depending on where, depending <laughs> on where I go, and I won't say. But right. they're not some, the friends. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus yeah. because if you're getting an infusion, if you need to have it, uh, you know, if that is what is going to save your life, you know, a life is important. A life doesn't have a cost on it. I agree. Um, but. There's still no, a business can, aspect to it. I mean, it. depending on where you go, and, and that's not just for Central Illinois, that's for Chicago, um, Ooh, you know, the price LA, of Chicago be worse. New York. I mean, you're looking at $45,000 a month yeah, well, for some of these drugs and the procedures. Yeah, Ugh, the first nasty, drug man. I started on, Ross, uh, was about $23,000 a year. <sighs> and this was 22 years ago. 23 years, 24 years ago, damn. <laughs> so we're looking at 44, 45, so, 50? In the MS world of disease-modifying therapies and drug prices altogether, uh, when, I, when I started out, there was three disease-modifying therapies. Now, today we have 23 disease-modifying therapies. With that said, traditional distribution in any other industry the more you have on the market, the more the prices come down. Is that not correct? Correct. So what we are finding out, and lots of data to back all this up, and that's why we have an advocacy network, is so they can drive this legislation for change at the state and the federal levels. But it's sticky pricing. Mm. A new drug comes out on the market that comes up a little bit higher than all the rest of them, all the rest of them will raise their prices up to that. I can show you graphs and charts where my drug is here, and now we're talking a 350% increase in a cost for the same damn drug. And that's not just for MS. I mean, that's for chronic Everything. chronic illness across Everything. the board. We Legislation know that from diabetic has to change. management. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You're impacted by MS, and then the bills are just a pile on top mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And so and when somebody's looking at all that on. and stressing, yeah. and now my my symptoms are getting exacerbated because of the stresses of all this economic... Holy crap. And then you put yourself in the hospital from having a major relapse, and then you have more added on. Tick, 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 and it tick, just tick. becomes a cog. It's a vicious a cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh so it really God. is, you know, and that's, again, we keep saying that the National MS Society is like kind of this, the glue that holds everything together and the support system that we all fall back on, but it's 100% honest. And, and that's why I'm passionate about it. That's what, you know, really drives me to be part of this community and to be out, outspoken about, you know, what I go through and about the things that I, that I run into um, so hmm. that maybe they won't happen to somebody else. Right. I appreciate you both. I love you, man. Thank you. I love you too. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, before we wrap up, Brian, what's what's one thing you want anybody listening to take away from today's episode? Some bit of knowledge, wisdom. Nicole, I'm gonna ask you this too. I'm gonna ask you both. Yeah, you're both in the hot seat this week for a reason. Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman and scholar. Sorry. sorry. Um, okay. Sorry. What was what was the question again? What would you like uh, whoever is listening to this right mm. now? What's one takeaway that you want them to get from this episode? It could be personal. It could be broad. Whatever you like. Okay. Well, obviously, the the first thing would be, you know, you're not alone. You have a support system. Come find us. We will support you 100% at all points. Um, more so, though, is be your own advocate be your own advocate, be your own advocate. If you have any symptoms that we have been talking about today and your doctor has dismissed them, if you go to the chiropractor because you feel like it's just a pinched nerve in your back um, or you have like numbness somewhere and you don't know what it is and your doctor says, it's not a big deal, just a pinched nerve or, you know, just shake it off. It's just a weird day. Be your own advocate and ask for a second opinion. There are primary care doctors out there who will make that initial click and then they will send you to an MS specialist. They will send you to a neurologist. Um, You don't have to live with symptoms wondering what they are. And really, let's be honest, you don't know what you don't know. And nobody else feels what you're feeling inside. I mean, I don't know if the way that my arm feels the same way that Brian feels on some days. Um, and it is hard to even put our our symptoms and our pain management into verbal, you know, verbal words, for lack of a better term. But, you know, if you don't know if it's something to be concerned about, even if you're not an MS patient, you can contact us. You can get a hold of the National MS Society. You can... Um, email us, email Brian, email me, whatever the case may be, and we will help to walk you through that and say, you know what, you probably should bring that up with your PCP um, or primary care, sorry. Um, But yeah, advocate for yourself. And if you feel like not enough is being done, then find somebody else. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm just going to go to um, our our vision and mission of the National MS Society. And that's a our vision is a world free of MS, and uh, our mission is uh, we will cure MS, and in 2018, we changed that mission statement and added that word cure because we're that confident we're going to cure this. So we will cure MS while empowering people affected by MS to live their best lives. Reach out. 
Love it. Say how, something. How can we get in contact uh, with the organization? Well, you can always call 1-800-FIGHT-MS. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, nationalmssociety.org. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page for Central or the National M Multiple Sclerosis <laughs> Society Central Illinois Community Council. <laughs> and uh, find us on Facebook. Send us a message. Uh, we have our Facebook business page, and then off that we have a, a groups for a private group that you can see that there's a group there, but you cannot participate in the conversations until you join the group. So, ah, yeah. that's the catch. I like yeah, it. Yeah, we got to keep them uh, those, 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 those bad guys out of there. I see his, I see his uh, marketing, you know what I mean, the marketing yes. behind it. Um, so... We're now at the end of the KZ Community Beat. Nicole, Brian, thank you so much. Uh, we are right in the middle of MS Awareness Week. It's going to continue on. We will be popping up uh, April 23rd at the MS Walk. Yeah. Um, again, in the bio, I'll make sure I put the link for everything there so people can go to it in case anybody needs more information. WalkMS.org. Yes, WalkMS.org. All right, thank you guys so much. Now it's time to go walk. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> yeah. all right, guys, go back, check out all the other episodes of the KZ Community Beat. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Ross Martinez. I am out, and tell your mom I said hi. Okay, bye.